Hello and welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. Event planners need to be thinking more strategically, and that's particularly true for virtual and hybrid events. That's the contention of John Nahn, co-founder of Event Strategy Network, who maintains that planners can often get caught up in the technical details of an event and lose track of the big picture stuff, how a particular meeting fits into their overall business goals. Nahn delves into this concept in detail in his just-released Planner's Guide to Digital and Hybrid Events, which can be downloaded at northstarmeetingsgroup.com backslash hybrid guide. On this episode of Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals, Nan discusses specifically what a planner needs to think through in the early stages of developing a virtual or hybrid event, how to conduct a needs analysis, and what pricing strategies to consider to create more impact with your hybrid events. But first, this episode of Eventful is sponsored by Hubelow. Nobody wants to see attendees drop off during an event, and if it's a virtual event, it gets harder to keep your audience hooked. It's time to change that with Hublot. Hublot's hybrid event platform offers the largest suite of gamification and engagement features. Your audience can engage and network no matter where they are, in person or online. And that's not all. With a branded experience and a dedicated customer support team, you can ensure that your every event executes perfectly every time. Move to Hublot, the hybrid event platform built for event excellence. So I co-founded the Event Strategy Network with a number of other business professionals with significant industry experience just prior to the pandemic. And our objective has been to address what we see as the serious lack of strategic thinking when it comes to realizing the full business potential of meetings and events. We see events as a business within a business that benefit greatly from having their own unique strategy that aligns with their organization's overall business strategy. So the challenge is that the events industry treats event planning as a substitute for event strategy, but they're not the same thing. Like planning, developing strategy is a well-defined process, and event professionals are really process experts. So in the event strategy networks, we each contribute our own unique strategic expertise, whether it's analytics or content, engagement, marketing, sponsorship, etc. And collectively, we provide what we think is a best-in-class solution for in-person, digital, and hybrid events. You've written quite extensively on, on best practices for, for digital and hybrid events within that discussion of, of event strategy. And part of that is the new downloadable guide you, you made a reference to that you authored and is now out. Folks can download it at northstarmeetingsgroup.com backslash hybrid guide. We're going to discuss a few of the points you covered in that that guide, but Obviously, this just scratches the surface, but specifically, I wanted to look at how a planner should prepare for a virtual or hybrid event. You, you make the point that one of the first things any planner needs to do and kind of falls under your point about event strategy is to conduct a needs analysis. Can you explain what that is and why that's so key to any event? So every business plan and every business strategy begins by gathering relevant information. But again, the information and insights necessary to develop an event plan are not the same as the information and insights necessary to develop an event strategy. As business professionals, again, 
We use the same tools and techniques that business strategists use when developing business strategy. So while informational interviews with key stakeholders are typically used in developing event plans, only a needs analysis provides you with the information and insights necessary to develop an event strategy. So a needs analysis is simply a systematic way of identifying a current state and determining a desired future state. And the objective of any business or event strategy is to bridge or otherwise close that so-called gap between these two states. So there are actually several different types of needs analysis we recommend conducting before designing your digital event. There's an analysis of your organization's strategies, goals, and objectives in order to determine the business needs for your digital event. Then there's an analysis of the goals and objectives of your target audience in order to determine their individual or organizational needs from your digital event. And there's an analysis of the competencies, the specific knowledge, skills, and abilities of your target audience in order to determine the individual and organizational performance gaps your digital event must address. And then finally, there's an analysis of all the event content to make sure it aligns with those performance gaps while providing additional value for your digital event audience. So a needs analysis will provide you with all this information for your event strategy. What comes out of a a needs analysis is going to be your event's mission, uh, which is the reason why it exists, the vision, which is where you see your event in the future, and the value proposition, what your event does differently or better than anyone else. This is all based on your organization's mission, vision, and value proposition. What also comes out of a needs analysis is your event goals and objectives. And then finally, what you get out of a needs analysis is the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities, and the threats of your event. So these are the essential building blocks of any business or event strategy. When you're looking at hybrid events and and digital events versus in person, I I imagine these kind of questions are even more relevant as you're deciding what format this event should actually take. Have you helped organizations with those kind of issues or what what have you seen, especially now in this kind of gray area where there's in-person's coming back, but there's still plenty of hybrid and virtual events going on? In-person events, even prior to the pandemic, did not do a sufficient job of really identifying their core mission, their core vision, their value proposition, because they didn't do that needs analysis, which helped them really dive deep into the organizational goals and objectives that form the underpinning or the the essence of essentially strategy development. The thing we focus on probably most significantly is uh, really getting down into identifying those goals and objectives, which inform everything else. And you'd say that that's true no matter what form the event takes, whether that's in-person, virtual, hybrid. Yeah, we think of these forms as all complementary, that no one is better than the other. So these issues around how much digital, how much in-person, how much hybrid are almost secondary to really what you're trying to accomplish. If you can figure that out, the rest is a lot easier to decide. That's a great point. I think that's where a lot of planners may get tripped up. We hear that a lot when we're talking about event tech, where you'll get so caught up on what platform you're using, how's that being incorporated, that really where your energy should go is looking at what's your mission, what's your goal, and let those decisions naturally come out of that, that sort of big picture of of the strategy. Well, not only that, but when it comes down specifically when we're talking about tools, We believe that the industry should spend much more time focusing on the techniques of these tools and really getting those down. 
There are a lot of great tools out there that can do an awful lot of things. But you know, we get caught up in like a lot of other industries, and I've worked in a lot of these other industries, we get caught up just as much as anybody else in that bright and shiny object syndrome. And we jump from tool to tool without really leveraging those tools, understanding how to leverage those tools. So we oftentimes help uh, clients decide on the proper tools. Then we focus on helping them maximize these tools, using them to their best possible advantage before we consider introducing other tools into the mix. All the tech experts in the, in the field will tell you there is no silver bullet out there. There is no one tool that's going to serve everybody's needs. So it is a real personal choice. You know, we believe these other issues will drive those uh, issues uh, away. And related to these points that you discuss in the downloadable guide is the need to assemble the right team. So what are some key points that planners should keep in mind when it comes to putting their team together? And especially as you're looking at something that might be digital with some complex tools involved, as we were just discussing. Yeah, I I think this question around the team is much more important than the questions around the technologies per se. But so start off by saying event planners are the best people to have on your team to manage the in-person portion of any event. They'll save you significant time and money right off the bat. So during the pandemic, when digital-only events were our only option, uh, in-person production professionals with previous digital experience were able to contribute immediately. Other in-person production professionals who were able to get up to speed quickly and add value over time. But adding digital production professionals to your planning team isn't enough because digital events are not the same as in-person events. And neither can be reduced to or defined by simple production capability. So more than in-person events, digital events are dependent upon content. Content, more than any other digital event element, defines digital engagement. And digital engagement, in turn, defines digital experience. So this relationship between content, engagement, and experience is what most event professionals don't understand about designing digital events or in-person events for that matter. So we've added production capabilities, but not necessarily content capabilities. So when it comes to content professionals, we recommend hiring content strategists who know how to design and develop in-person and online content that results in individual and organizational performance improvement. We also recommend hiring experience designers who are experts at designing non-content-related digital interactions, like your registration process, right through your follow-up opportunities, the entire participant experience, basically, all around your desired outcomes. So we also recommend hiring MCs, moderators, facilitators, and presentation coaches who are experts at curating crucial conversations and delivering content in a digital environment. So this is one of the greatest challenges facing digital events. These roles are often filled by non-professionals, and as any audience will tell you, the experience and the results speak for themselves. So we hire event professionals, we hire event planners in particular, because they provide significantly greater value over non-professionals. So the same should hold true for content professionals. Hire a professional, don't leave your content to non-professionals, they will ensure your content results in performance improvement. Most digital content, and therefore most digital events, currently do not. And each of these roles and responsibilities, as well as other traditional digital and hybrid roles, are explained in more detail in the manual. Well, we do this in in the the key areas. Event professional is the right person for the job, but there's so many other tasks involved in, 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 in producing a successful event. And a lot of it comes down to content, especially in the digital world. It comes down to content. So there are content professionals out there who have been doing this for decades, and I don't see them a lot working in this industry, and they should be. They have a lot to offer. 
Absolutely. And budget is, of course, top of mind for any planner. And this is something you, you cover in the guide as well. What, what are some common points that a planner might overlook when it comes to working out their budget for a virtual or hybrid event? So in some ways, budgeting for a digital event is much more straightforward than many key expenses in the revenue categories are significantly scaled back or even non-existent. In other ways, budgeting for digital events is more difficult because you have to ask different questions than you're used to. Basic questions about your event, your digital event platform, the desired level of engagement will all have financial consequences for your budget. So, for example, you need to ask about your business goals and event objectives. How will you determine success and whether your event will be live or automated or hybrid? You'll also need to ask questions about what platforms or tools you currently have access to that can be used for your digital event, which additional platforms or tools you might need. Um, do you plan on having an exhibition as part of your digital event? What CRM, analytical, or reporting capabilities might you need? And finally, you'll need to ask questions about the desired level of engagement you seek and what capabilities you need to achieve that desired level of engagement. What kind of content and content formats will you be delivering? And what kind of accommodations or inclusions do you plan on providing? Again, all of these questions have budgetary implications the manual identifies more budget-related questions you can ask. So in terms of pricing considerations, obviously traditional event registration revenues took a huge hit during the pandemic. Many organizations provided access to digital events for free or charged a nominal amount for some degree of access. So the challenge is that most digital or hybrid event owners see their experiences less than in-person experiences, and they price their events accordingly. We prefer to focus on providing additional experiences and therefore provide additional value and pricing events at more of a premium. So most event owners define their events narrowly as products, which limits their pricing options. We believe in reimagining events as value-added services, which creates greater pricing flexibility. So the manual goes into greater detail about different pricing models for events and reviews the pros and cons of each. Speaking of money, you look at how planners should think through their sponsorship model for virtual. Specifically, you say that selling generic prepackaged opportunities based on tiers is dead. So what do you propose as the new model for sponsorship? As you probably figured out by now, we take a very different approach when it comes to many standard industry practices. And sponsorship is no exception. We believe digital events create new sponsorship opportunities provided you're willing to challenge the status quo. So existing sponsorship models based on selling relatively generic brief package opportunities have been delivering diminishing returns for some time. Digital events represent a unique opportunity to reinvent our sponsorship models, but not in the way you might think. So traditional sponsorship models have depended upon a limited understanding of our audience and their wants and needs. Digital events present new opportunities to collect more information and insights about our audience than ever before. So this means sponsorship packages don't have to rely simply on basic demographic information, but can factor in psychographic information as well as actual online behaviors. So unlike demographics, which provide a simple classification of people, psychographics provide insights into people's personalities, their values, opinions, their attitudes, and their interests. And online behaviors can help determine what's of interest and importance and help us better understand the attendee or the participant journey. So imagine the robust audience profiles you can build based on this additional information and insight. Imagine 
how you can better customize and personalize your sponsorship opportunities, adding value to all parties. So customization and personalization all comes down to how much available data you have. Of course, this requires new competencies, in particular analytics, which is the process of identifying patterns and trends in large data sets. A lot of industry service providers and some platform providers are talking about their analytical capabilities, but from what we've seen so far, they're just not there yet. Are you seeing that be incorporated a bit more in in person as planners have seen how much data they can really learn uh, from their attendees? Or do you think that's going to, especially as hybrid kicks up, that there's going to be an embrace of that even more than there was prior to, to restrictions being in place? Yes, there's certainly a lot more available data, but we as an industry do not have, we're not quite there in terms of the capabilities to properly analyze and interpret the, the, the growing amount of data that we're generating. Uh, that's a special skill, um, a special competency, uh, which we call analytics. And there's just not a lot of good analytical minds working in the industry as of yet. Now, again, this is an issue that is um, changing, transforming a lot of other industries and eventually it will transform our industries, but we are still learning to crawl when it comes to understanding these large data sets. It's an iterative process. It takes time and there's no one solution out there. We have a, a lot of great uh, capabilities in this area and we're very proud of the work we've done. But again, when we look at the other service providers and the platform providers who are trying to provide some additional a- analytical capabilities, uh, the planning community is just not there yet. The planning professionals just do not have that level of expertise just yet. So our recommendation is hire the experts. Go back to hiring the professionals. Yeah, yeah. That You'd say that that's sort of the biggest hindrance is just practical understanding of the, the, the way to use this, this tool or the way to dig into that data or, or know what questions to ask. When we talk about analyzing data, there's three stages. The first stage is simply to collect the data. And there's a whole science around how to properly collect data and the different methods of collecting data. And we recommend active as well as passive activities in terms of collecting data. But where we fall down, where we come up short, is we simply do not have the analytical expertise or the interpretive capabilities to make sense of that data. That's, that's again, a a specialized skill. Uh, It's not running crosstabs or frequencies. It's about predictive modeling. Uh, and again, I don't know many event professionals who learned that in school. Even the CMP uh, people, they are, you know, one of the competencies in the CMP is, uh, is uh, budgeting. Uh, another one is financial management. And neither one of those content areas deals with uh, analytics and how to run more sophisticated statistical uh, operations. And then interpreting data, once you've analyzed that data, interpreting that data is a whole other uh, skill, if you will. Um, and it takes a lot of practice to be able to properly interpret, properly analyze the data. And again, as an industry, we're just not there yet. This was great, John. I mean, we just scratched the surface and I know our, our conversation focused mostly on just what to do even before the event starts. So for those who want to dig a little bit deeper, there's plenty more to read at uh, John's guide is, is available at northstarmeetingsgroup.com backslash hybrid guide. But those are kind of the main points I wanted to cover. So is there anything else you think should be mentioned or, or any other thoughts on this topic? I think it's important to you know create some context around this. So I wrote the manual because there weren't a lot of good resources out there. And I guess what I want to share with people is that you know, like mis- most disruptive innovations, the lofty promise of digital events 
has always exceeded the humble reality. So just as in-person events have strengths and weaknesses, so do digital and hybrid events. Digital events are not intended as a replacement for in-person events any more than they are a panacea for their weaknesses. So they're just more efficient and effective way at connecting with your audience. And unfortunately, as an industry, we're just beginning to crawl when it comes to digital and hybrid events. Although you can see that as a real opportunity. as well. I prefer to see it as an opportunity as well. So what we've known for some time, but I think we've been reluctant to accept, is that digital events are here to stay. And if designed properly, they can add great value uh, to in-person events. And all that's left for us to do is fully embrace that fact and take advantage of it. Terrific. Well, I think that's a great note to end it on for everyone listening. Again, you can download John's uh, full downloadable guide at northstarmeetingsgroup.com backslash hybrid guide. And John, if if listeners want to reach out to you or learn more about what Event Strategy Network is doing, where is the best place for them to reach you? The best place is probably our website is www.event-strategy.net. Excellent. Thanks so much, John. This episode of Eventful is sponsored by Hubelo. Nobody wants to see attendees drop off during an event. And if it's a virtual event, it gets harder to keep your audience hooked. It's time to change that with Hubelo. Hubelo's hybrid event platform offers the largest suite of gamification and engagement features. Your audience can engage and network no matter where they are, in person or online. And that's not all. With a branded experience and a dedicated customer support team, you can ensure that your every event executes perfectly every time. Move to Hubelo, the hybrid event platform built for event excellence. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us and check back for new episodes soon. 